Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today, as always, is Landon McCool. You can check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also listen to him on the Best Coast Boys podcast. Landon, we are finally getting to these receivers uh, in the draft that we're going to talk about today. Are you excited? I am. I, I was telling you before the show, I, I'm a little bit nervous about how excited you are about it, just because I feel Don't like be nervous. Uh, you've got the knives drawn for me, but uh, <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready. Yeah, it's funny because we, we, you know, we, we do these kind of th- groups of three, and then we, you know, we study them, and then we move on to the next group, and then you know, obviously you and I do our own kind of individual study as well. So it feels like I haven't, uh, I ha- I haven't watched these guys in a little while. Uh, and then I kind of went back bef- last night before you know I went to bed and looked at my notes and, and mm. got and got re excited about these guys again. So uh, I'm, I'm ready. Let's let's do this. Yeah, let's go ahead and um, we're going to start with Alabama wide receiver Jerry Judy. I should mention uh, the one top receiver that we are not going to uh, talk about in depth is uh, C.D. Lamb from Oklahoma. I think both of us think that he's pretty much a lock to go inside the top 12 picks. Uh, I would be surprised if he gets past Arizona at number eight. I think uh, there's some in the people in the organization that want to pair Kyle Mer- Kyler Murray back up with his number one target at Oklahoma and C.D. Lamb. Uh, they have a need there. So we're going to move on to the next receiver, Jerry Judy from Alabama, the 2018 Fred Bolitnikoff Award winner. Uh, Lynn, I will start with you. What did you think of Judy when you watched him? Man, uh, well, just first thing amazingly smooth mover like uh he's lanky and skinny with good height very very natural looking at the position uh i wrote here graduate level route runner i mean he's just so subtle in his in his movements and uh will alter his speed throughout a route to keep a defensive back off balance uh he is versatile he lines up mostly in the slot but and is used in the motion a lot but i saw him line up all over the field does that eventually. worry you that he that a lot of his snaps came from the slot i you know i this, this is funny because there's a there's a conversation that i wanted to have with you about this about henry ruggs and judy do you feel like they went out of their way to try to keep rugs outside this season yes and, yes. and I see that's what I'm wondering is that you know Rugs came back the year is like hey I'm coming back but I want to you know I want to prove that I can be an outside receiver. Well, I also think it just it worked out better having Judy in the slot rather than Rugs. I think he's obviously a better outs or a better slot player than Rugs, and Rugs is better on the outside. So they just made that conscious decision to move him inside. Yeah, so I just I wonder how much of that was usage and and specifically usage to show off skill set. I, I think that Jerry Judy could probably play wherever you needed him, um, but I would say that he probably his best his best spots are slot and or Z receiver, right? Um, yeah, and the thing is, he's a dynamic slot receiver. Yeah, right? totally. It, it's not like a Cole Beasley type, and this is why so many people like Randall Cobb for Dallas last year is because he gives you a vertical element inside the slot, which not many players can do. Yeah, I, I mean some of the other notes runs like a deer. I mean, and I mean that literally, like, he's agile and slashing when he has the ball in his hands, but he, like, bounces on his toes. You know, it's like 
so he could really kind of just take long strides in in each direction uh, very quickly, and then will like slash suddenly north south uh, while trying to get you wide uh, to, to to break behind you. Uh, he's got a good catch radius, good hand technique, will body catch, but only usually when appropriate. Uh, he's a good enough blocker. He's not a killer, uh, but knows how to hold without getting caught. Uh, start stop is top notch. Excels in double move routes with extreme direction changes, whip routes, etc. Et uh, where does I put where he, where does he win? A speedy technician. I, I think he's a guy who is runs incredibly crisp routes and does it at an elevated rate of speed. He's not as fast as the other two guys that we're going to talk about, but I I mean that's only barely not as fast, and that is still saying something because one of oh, them yeah. is may, is maybe entering the NFL as the fastest player, and the other one is you know what I would consider to be top five percent speeder speed runner in the NFL. So. Uh, I, I wouldn't. I would. I'm not knocking him that he's not as fast as these other two guys because they're speed merchants. Uh, and his unanswered question is: Is he a true number one receiver in all offenses, or will teams knock him for size concerns? Because he's very thin. He's you know he's he's taller than these other two guys, but he probably weighs about the same, if if not a little bit less. So uh, he he is very kind of slight. Uh, will will teams worry about that? Uh, that's what I have for Jerry Judy. Yeah. I I don't really worry about the size too much. I really don't. Not, not in today's NFL where it's more about speed and that kind of stuff. Um, I do want to talk a little bit about his fit with the Cowboys because, I again, I saw a very similar player here. I, of the three receivers we're going to talk about, I'm kind of ruining this a little bit, but I think he has the best fit for the Cowboys because he can play in a slot. Uh, he would automatically be their best slot receiver. He can play outside if you need him, if you have an injury to and Amari Cooper or Michael Gallup, he can certainly play outside, but he gives you that vertical threat from the slot. Uh, the, the the and he can win off the line of scrimmage. He can win on the quick slant stuff. He can do everything a regular slot receiver does. But that added dimension of being able to run, I, I think he's going to run in the four threes at the combine. You know, down the field and making plays is what makes him a special receiver. Yeah, I mean, and I guess going back to the height thing, my size concerns are for him or, you know, if you're trying to put him as an X or as a number one receiver. You're saying like, yeah, is he going to win in contested areas and in the red zone and that kind of stuff? Probably not, but but again, I don't think that's Amari Cooper's strength, right? No. How many many jump balls does Amari win? Absolutely, and and I think that that's, uh, you know, again, like I I think it's – for for this is an unanswered question for the larger team for the Cowboys I think you know, like you said I think you know, as a slot player he's a an upgraded Randall Cobb you know like he's a he's he's a great fit as an inside guy he's dangerous with the ball in his hands um, you know he can, he can run crisp routes which in the slot is deadly because you can just oh, yeah. create separation and, and 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 you know that's a that's a good way to move chains um, I you know Jerry Judy is. I mean, coming into the season, like, was considered to be one of the top wide receivers. I think there's one thing about him that, like, that he doesn't get enough credit for that we would normally knock another player for is that he's been highly rated for a long time, and Mm -hmm. he constantly produces, even in an offense that is filled with Henry Ruggs and another uh, wide receiver who will likely be a number one pick someday. Jerry Judy is the guy that they're trying to get the ball to, and he's the guy that is consistently producing, uh, uh, you know, despite the fact that they play, uh, uh, you know, with with so many other talented players on their offense. Despite the fact that at times he didn't have to uh, 
you know, I, I think Jerry Judy has found a way to produce, and I think that you know that shows you something. Yeah, really quickly before we move on to the other receivers, I do want to talk about his um, analytic profile because there have been some people wondering um, about this. Uh, he has a college dominator of just twenty five percent that puts him in the thirty six percentile of all wide receivers entering the NFL since two thousand ten. That's well below average for what you want from a first round receiver. However, it's sure, important yeah, to yeah. add some context. Yeah, here, right? exactly. Yeah, he's playing with at least one other first round pick at receiver in Henry Ruggs, and then two other guys that are going to be drafted next year. And I think at least one of those two between Devontae Smith and uh, Waddle are going to go in the first round. So I think they're both going to go in the first yeah, round. Just, just, they're, they're just watching well these guys' tapes, you're like, oh my god, who's that guy? Who's that right. guy? Like, yeah, it's it's totally nuts. And it's not like Judy only had like a 600 or 700-yard season, right? Here's his numbers over the last two years. 2018, he had 1,300 yards and 14 touchdowns. 2019, he played 13 games, uh, 1,200 yards, 10 touchdowns. This is a guy that was putting up monster numbers at Alabama. Don't be overly concerned about that dominator rating. This is one of the few times where you have multiple first-round picks playing on the same team. We even saw it last year. Uh, with DK Metcalf and AJ Brown, both of those guys, their market share was a little bit below average. But when you put them into context, they are both you know top sixty-five picks. Uh, it makes a little more sense. Um, could you see Judy falling a little bit in this draft though, because of the lack of size, or because of you know just the overall depth at wide receiver in this class, or maybe some other guys behind him? I, I think that the the the, la- the latter thing could definitely be true. I think you know with all these wide receivers in here. There is, there could definitely be a thought process of look. There are only you know X amount of truly elite players in this draft. I can yeah. definitely get a good wide receiver in the second, third, fourth, maybe even the fifth round. Uh, so I, I could definitely see you know in the first fifteen or so picks, people being like, yeah, yeah, CD Lamb's a great uh, wide receiver, but. You know, there's lots of great wide receivers here, and I could, I really, really also still need a blank, and that's so I can draft this mm-hmm. guy. You know, I just, I, I, you know, in years in past where wide receivers have been, or you know, really any any single market has been over overvalued or over flooded with 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 products. I guess is the best way to look at it for if we're looking sure. at it economically. You know, it, it tends to it tends to bring the the value down right? because everyone just assumes they can get uh, that player a little bit later. So what does that mean that Jerry Judy falls to the Cowboys or maybe even a CD Lamb? I mean that's the other thing sure. that, that we see. I don't think that's outside the realm of possibility. I I just don't Not think it's likely. Um yeah really quickly uh, there's a couple teams that need receivers between picks 8 and 12. Arizona, obviously, is one. Uh, I think the Jets could be another, but they're really looking for an offensive tackle. And then the Raiders at 12. After that group, there there's not a lot of need for receivers. After that, 13 of those Colts, they have T.Y. Hilton. They drafted Paris Campbell last year. 14 is Tampa Bay. They have two 1,100-yard receivers in Chris Godwin and Mike Evans. Uh, 15 is Denver. I think they could, but they do have Cortland Sutton there. And then pick 16 is Atlanta uh, with Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley. They're not taking a receiver either. So if they can get past that kind of the gauntlet of Arizona, Jets, Raiders, I could certainly see a player like Jerry Judy falling to number 17. Uh, Let's take a quick break. We'll come back and we will talk about Henry Ruggs, uh, Jerry Judy's teammate at Alabama. Guys, we talk about physical fitness all the time. 
but there's another side of the game that is just as important. I'm talking about mental fitness. Calm, the number one app for sleep and meditation, has teamed up with LeBron James to help you train your mind. LeBron and Calm know that your mind is like any other muscle in your body, and Calm can help you train your brain so you sleep better, have less stress, and perform at your best. And if you head to calm.com slash locked on, you'll get 40% off a Calm premium membership. Again, that's 40%. With Calm, you'll have access to the nature scenes that LeBron loves, like rain or leaves, and so much more, like sleep stories and meditation. For a limited time, our listeners can join LeBron in using Calm with a 40% discount to an annual membership at calm.com slash locked on. Unlock content to help you focus, ease stress, and sleep better. Get started at calm.com slash locked on. That's calm.com slash locked on. All right, Landon, I think this is where we're going to have maybe the most disagreement. Um, Henry Ruggs is a fascinating player, definitely the fastest player in this draft. Um, you know, he was uh, used in a, maybe a more limited role at Alabama. Uh, I know that you love him. Tell me what you saw on tape. Well, I mean, it's it, – I can't – I couldn't have seen much different than most people. I mean, uh, but here it is. His average size with long arms, uh, he's about six foot 190, which, you know, if you think about what the kind of player he is, uh, that's good size. You know, like that's that's solid size to be, you know, at least average wide receiver, height and weight, and, and to well, be for a – skill set, it's bigger than normal, right? That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, like yeah. For, for what he – the kind of player he is, that's big. You know, that's that's yeah. that's some size to him. Uh, freakish speed. Tyreek Hill level speed. Maybe maybe faster. Uh, he got clocked yeah. at 24-plus miles an hour this year, which is faster than I think Hill has ever been clocked at uh, mm-hmm. on, on the correct. football field. So uh, beyond that, he has lightning quick feet. Mostly wins at the line of scrimmage with a, with a shimmy. Uh, he can use, but he can use his que- his, fi- his feet to get off uh, a press quickly. It just really, I mean, just because he's so dangerous with his speed, he terrifies defensive backs. Uh, he has a nice pace to his routes. He isn't burning through everything on crossing routes. He slows a stride in windows and pre- presents himself as a target. Uh, he did. Yeah, I did notice that he seemed to play mostly outside. His his in the games that I watched. He's incredibly dangerous on double moves. He explodes mm-hmm. his hips around, and with his speed, he easily gains huge separation. Um, he uh, he does seem to he does seem to lose the football at times. Not sure if he isn't looking early enough or if he's just not seeing it. It could be either o either or. Uh, he he can get held up. He doesn't always uh, fight through contact well. Um, those those are really the kind of the downsides of the player, but. Where does he win? I mean, he has I, – I labeled it reality warping speed. I mean, yeah, it, it's, it's ridiculous. It's, it's the kind of speed that, like, you, you, you seriously – you see everybody in the defense react to because if he gets going in motion or if he gets the ball in his hands, you see that it's that – you know, everyone's butthole tightens up. <laughs> they can't, yeah, sure. They're like, oh, like here it comes. And well, it's, I was going to say, there, there's a play that I watched, and this is – it's hard to describe on a podcast, but he ran a comeback route, and the defender is right on his back. He was mm-hmm. able to turn around and just basically fly past the defender, kind of swoop around him, and then ended up being a touchdown. Like, that's a play only two or three people in the yeah. world can make because of that start-stop quickness and the ability to just burn by guys. Yeah, uh, yeah, and it's uh, 
it's really shocking. And, and I guess you know, players like the unanswered questions are, you know, players like this struggle to retain their value when battling injury. Can he? Yes. Uh, what is what is the totality of what he can become? Because I, you know, I think that's the other thing is that is, you know, is he gonna be? Can he become a, a Tyree Kill type player? Mm-hmm. Is he just a uh, more healthy, larger, deep threat type? I, I I think that you know when he has the ball in his hands, it's incredibly dangerous, and really, uh, he's the kind of guy that has a skill set that's so rare uh, that. It's really about usage. I mean, it's really just about how you use him and, and how you're going to be able to deploy him. But I think it, it, he has skills that are so rare and so uh, uh, dangerous to a defense that I, I can easily see, uh, you know, that this is why he's in the first round conversation because what he can do for your offense is, is just different than what these other guys can do. All right, so I think you've nailed the player pretty well. I mean, I, there's really nothing I'm going to argue about with there. The, the speed is absolutely elite, but he's more than just a, you know, run down the field, make plays. He's way more than that. I, I think he's a more complete player than somebody like uh, John Ross coming out of Washington, certainly more so than like uh, McCall Hardman coming out of Georgia. Remember yeah. Hardman, a lot of people thought Hardman might have to transition to cornerback in, you know, the NFL because he was so raw as a receiver. Um, in terms of like what he can do for you on the field, like play style, I think like a Deshaun Jackson type. I mean, I think he's I think he's faster than Deshaun Jackson, but you can use him as a every down receiver like that. He's not just a part time player. Yeah. Um, I've talked to two people over the last uh, two or three days. Uh, one person that works for a team, and then ones that's just pretty well plugged in. Uh, and they both had the same conclusion that the NFL is way higher on Henry Ruggs than what draft Twitter is. A lot of teams in the league believe Henry Ruggs is the best receiver in this class. I don't I mean, I, I don't dispute what they're saying, and I can certainly see it. My problem, and I've told you this over and over and over on the podcast and through DMs, I have a hard time valuing that speed, right? Because I think, obviously, he's going to run faster than Jerry Judy, but I think Jerry Judy is a more complete player. He's probably going to run a 4-3-4, where Ruggs could run a four-two-four, but how much of a value do you put on that point? You know, was it point zero one or point one uh, seconds in the forty? Like, do you take a lesser player that's faster because that speed difference I, is just so rare? I think I think that the, the problem is is that you're contextualizing it as only one tenth of a second, when what you should be contextualizing it is as what percentage of NFL players can catch him if he has the ball in his hands? You're right, and this is what you, you made a great point that most cornerbacks in the league run four three five to four four zero. So that's the same, probably they're around the same speed as Jerry Judy. There's not many. There's not many guys in the league that run a four two five. Right? There's, there's no. There's no one in, in the league that runs a four. I mean, the only <laughs> person on who, that side of the ball. The only person who runs that for a four two five is also an offensive player. And so, yep. you know, I, yep. look, I, like, yeah, I think that's the thing that is that you have to contextualize is that it's 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 not a race, but <laughs> there's, there's more to it than just speed. But his speed is so uh, above and beyond everybody else's that it creates a value that's uh, 
how I mean I don't how do I say this? It creates a value that is not just inherent in like his playing ability. He, sure, he you yeah. know he creates a, a a problem for a defense just by being on the field because of his speed. So uh, I, yeah, I think that when you look at contextualizing the speed, you know you you, the, you know the one way you can look at it is. Oh yeah, he's 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 a, he's faster. That's great. He's he's a tenth of a second faster. But that's not what it is. It's he, that tenth of a second that, going from four three five to four two five is a basically the same to me as going from four three five to like I don't know four, four five, five, five five. Yeah, yeah, yeah like I, I mean, and, it's that and I severe. Agree that. The, 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 even then, okay. So I, I agree with what you're saying. How do you value that comparing to somebody who is a way more complete receiver like Judy? Like how much do you value that? If being a 10 out of 10 speed is this and being a complete receiver is this, how, how do you compare those to one another? That's what I'm struggling yeah, with. Yeah, I mean I think that that's something that uh, I don't envy like draft Knicks that have to contextualize that for you know the entire NFL. I think in, that, in this case if you're trying to compare Judy and Ruggs, you, you have to go to the team that you're thinking about. Right. Well, then let's it, do it for the Cowboys. Okay. Let, let's do this for the Cowboys. Who is a better fit for this team, Jerry Judy or Henry Ruggs? I, I mean, fit is it's fit, such a difficult. I go back Jerry and forth Judy. to be honest like, with you. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I, I, I think fit is if you talk about like who's the guy that that like makes the most sense in this offense as far as like you know, hey, we need this, we got this. I, I think Ruggs is the kind of guy that you get on your team and you fit the offense to that speed you know sure. what i'm saying so yeah. i guess the question then becomes you know do you want to add that element to your offense to kind of supercharge it or do you want to make your offense better by uh upgrading one of the foundational pieces so okay do, do let, you, me, it, let me let me put it like this let me frame it like this if amari is signed to a long-term deal does that change your opinion because if Amari is only here for one more year, let's say they just decide to tag him and let him go, I think I'd rather have Judy. But if the plan is to have Amari here for the next five years, Gallup here for the next two, I probably would rather have Ruggs. Does that make sense? I See, I almost disagree. Because I think that if you don't have Cooper, Ruggs can still provide for all your other wide receivers because he's still taking the top off of offenses. Uh, that- Maybe, but you're you're going to be a little bit less consistent on offense is what i would say do you think so because i don't know that you can run an entire offense out of out of the slot well i'm saying more of that okay let's say jerry jerry judy's here you know the first year as a slot and then when amari leaves in 2021 as a free agent now he transitions to the other outside receiver and is a little bit more reliable if you need to give him eight nine ten targets a game so now you're you're transitioning a guy from a position that he's used to playing in college these last few years to the outside full-time where now he's going to be the wide receiver one in that scenario but i think he can do both and that's that's the appeal that's that's the thing is that you we think he can do all that but like i i I understand what you're saying that judy is is a is a, a, a more reliable fit for you know what you're looking for there I think for me, I would rather put have Rugs on the outside and see how he can provide for Gallup and let Gallup be your mm-hmm. number one wide receiver because I think that is actually a, a likely scenario as well that the Gallup continues to grow and becomes a you know an X receiver that is valuable and then you've got a guy like Rugs eating up all the attention on the other side, letting uh, Gallup kind of thrive. 
I, you know, I look. I, I honestly think both of these are good situations. Like, yeah. you know, I think yeah. you can make both of these work, and I think you and I can get into the minutia of which player would be better with and without Cooper along the lines. And to me, what that reads as is these are two players who are different, but their tags are touching. Yeah, I would agree. Yep. And, and that's what makes this so difficult is yeah. because these guys are right next to each other. Um, this is a good discussion. Let's go ahead and move on to the final guy. Uh, one of my favorite players just in the class as a whole, uh, Jalen Rager from TCU. I love the Rhaegar uh, Targaryen reference. Yeah, Rhaegar Targaryen. That's his nickname for the rest of the uh, the draft season. Um, I absolutely love this player. Uh, has incredible speed as well. I saw one of those, um, I think it was like recruiting analytics, uh, one of their Twitter handles had uh, Jalen Rager running like a 24.2 mile per hour like I'm, as a freshman uh, and they're tracking data. I mean, just unbelievably fast. Uh, I talked to somebody close to Rager oh, about a month ago, and they said he would be disappointed if he ran anything worse than a four-three-four. So he's going to be able to fly. Uh, he's an elite athlete who can help out on kick returns, punt returns, uh, reverses. You can have him out of the backfield. Uh, he his ability to just make plays as a receiver uh, in the air is awfully impressive. Um, Landon, what did you think about Jalen Rager when you watched him? I, you know, I think that I heard so much great stuff about him, and, and he certainly didn't disappoint to a certain degree. Um, uh, you know, he's tad short, speedy wide receiver body type, but he has nice muscle. He's not like like a lanky player. He's aggressive no. with the ball in his hands. Uh, he flashes moves in the open field. He's decisive with the ball. He's a nice hands catcher. He has good catch radius, much larger than what you would expect for a guy his size. Very good suddenness, good start-stop. Good, really good contact balance. Mm-hmm. Uh, his nickel, yep. an- nice ankle flex for uh, low center of gravity when needed. It feels like he was very underserved by his quarterback, especially his, yes. his senior year. You yes. kind of had to go back. I mean, I honestly had to watch. You had to watch like eight tapes to find five catches. I, and I literally did, I think. I, 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 wa- I watched three games, and I only saw two catches, I think, at one point. It happens, yeah. Um, he's a uh, – he can make uh, – wait, what's uh, uh, needs to carry the ball higher and tighter to secure it. I saw there's just too many different times when I saw him, and the ball was on the ground. Whether it was him fumbling a punt or fumbling a that does happen every once yeah. in a while. He's got a little Deshaun Jackson in him. I almost think he does that on purpose to mess up some of the lanes, <laughs> That's uh, and then he uses his speed to his advantage. But it does happen more yeah. often than it should. Uh, and, and it happens when he's carrying the ball at times too. So he, has, yep. he needs to hold it a little bit higher and tighter. I think uh, he can make the acrobatic catch. Which for a smaller frame, speedy type, you really can get up and get the ball, which is a, a great bonus for a guy of that size. Uh, he's a punt returner who is a threat with the ball in his hands. Uh, he feels it, feel, uh, like I mentioned, yeah, feels like uh, the ball ends up on the ground a lot with him too much. Uh, where does he win? He's a speed yak player with deep threat potential. Um, and my unanswered question is, how well would he function as a high volume wide receiver one? Because I just feel like he. You know, he, he didn't have uh, a lot of great quarterback play in college. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would agree. And I, and I wonder if, is he good to be a, a, a focus of an offense, or is he better as a really, really nice high-end wide receiver too? Yep, and I actually agree with you there. I think that's his future is to being a high-end wide receiver too, uh, you know, a 1B to somebody's 1A. 
Uh, the comp that I just keep giving him after watching him over and over and over is Stephon Diggs. The ability to get in and out of his breaks really quickly, uh, to win the ball when it's in the air. I mean, there's you can find so many clips of him winning in the red zone uh, on contested catches because the quarterback was awful. And that's what makes me feel pretty good that he's going to be able to, to win in the NFL is because he doesn't have a ton of weaknesses. Now, I do think... He could stand to be a little bit more physical. He's just not really his game. Uh, he wants to win with his speed and quickness and athleticism. Uh, so you're not going to get somebody who you know can come down and block a linebacker or anything like that. But, man, he is so talented, and he is so much fun. And it's if you're looking for somebody who could be uh, just you know a, a complementary player to a Julio Jones or a Michael Thomas – I think it's Jalen Rager. I, I think he's a lot of fun. Where where would you feel comfortable taking him in the draft? Hmm. You know, because I don't I, I don't feel like you're sold on him as a potential option at 17. No, I I think that would be a little bit rich, at least for me. Um, I I know a lot of people. Uh, I know a lot of people have been kind of suggesting him as an option if, if things you know kind of get. Uh, if they kind of get you know the tight you know at seventeen, yeah, I uh, I lo- I mean I'd love him at fifty one. I mean <laughs> that would yeah. be that would it be doesn't amazing. feel realistic, but yeah, yeah that'd be great. Uh, otherwise, you know, if you trade back, um, and you can't get one of these Delpit or McKinney's like at you know somewhere in the twenties, I, mm-hmm. I I don't have a problem with taking Rager there, and I, I don't I certainly don't have a problem with. Uh, a situation where you tr- maybe trade up in the, from fifty to get him if you really like him. Uh, so it does to me. It feels like this is the guy that's probably going to go to like the Philadelphia, like at twenty four or somebody like that. Probably, right? yeah. That like that's his range. It's going between twenty four and thirty, and being a really good number two receiver right away. I kind of have Judy and Ruggs as like mid first rounders, and I have Jalen Rager. I mean, I don't, I, I don't do grades like that. I mean, yeah. but I'm just basing on my notes. Like, I would say that Rager to me is is like what they usually call a one-two. Yeah, and I think that's fine. I think there's certainly enough concerns where you can put him in a one-two. I, I, I just again, I love the athleticism. I love the ability to make plays in the air. You, you don't see that very often from a sub-six-foot receiver. And then when you add in what he can do as a returner, uh, I feel really, really good about him. Um, so tying up this podcast, Landon, it seems like for you, you're you ranking these receivers. You at number seventeen, Rugs is the option there, huh? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, look, I, I just think that there's there's like he has special value in, in, with that speed. I, I, I'm not saying that he's my you know pick over everybody pick overall at seventeen, um, but I think that you know the difference is is that. Judy kind of fortifies what's what your or makes better what you already have in place. Uh, Rugs actually adds a different dimension to this offense. I man, I I don't have a strong opinion on this either way because the whole time I watched Judy, I'm just thinking, man, this guy could be a wide receiver one in two years. Like I, it's not hard for me to see him having a T.Y. Hilton type of career. But I think you might be right on the fit with Dallas because of finding somebody with that kind of speed and Henry Ruggs is just so rare, um, which makes me think he's not going to be there at 17. Yeah, like somebody's going to take a shot on him before we get to there. Yeah, that's, right? that's that's a very real possibility that all this is kind of for naught and that these guys, 
don't get pushed down because of the class and people realize that these are special players and they get drafted before us. So I think that's certainly a possibility, but I also think that, you know, there's enough of a chance that these guys fall to uh, a spot where we could get them that we should, you know, at least figure out exactly uh, how they would fit on the team. I feel pretty good that Jerry Jude is going to fall to 17. I just, I just have a feeling that we're going to see CD Lamb go high. We're going to see Henry Ruggs run in the four twos, and somebody's going to fall in love with him. And then you're going to have Jerry Judy sitting there at 17, and the Cowboys will have to make the choice between do we do we take a Jerry Judy at 17 and ignore defensive line or safety or cornerback, or do we wait on the depth of this draft at receiver and hope we can find one you know in the third fourth round? It's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun to watch these wide receivers at the combine uh, next week. Uh, maybe that'll help sort these guys out a little bit. But that's it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, make sure you tune in later in the week when Landon and I talk about some of these edge rushers in this class. Uh, we, this is another position we've got to sort oh, yeah. out. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun to see uh, his thoughts on Clavion Chason. We might argue about Yitor Gross Matos a little bit from Penn State, uh, AJ Epinesa from Iowa. So make sure you guys tune in later in the week for that. Uh, you can follow Landon on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can follow the show at Locked On Cowboys, and I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier, and we will see you next time.